All right, looking at the clock, uh, in closing, um, I would like, no, just kidding. As I was thinking about what to share today, um, my mind went to a lot of different areas and what could be shared and what could be useful. And, and the one day I was looking at a little Bible storybook with Emma, and I was inspired by that. And, and I know my children have often made, or not often, have sometimes made the comment, oh, church is boring. It's, it's hard to understand. And, and, and I understand that. And it was for me too growing up. And I know that children don't always enjoy sitting through long sermons. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach to the children today. Um, you adults and parents will have to listen in as well. But my, my sermon today will be, will be for the children. And it's titled, Be Like the Children. I do have a story. Um, couple stories actually, but all of you children that were up here singing, if you want to, I want you to come back forward again for a story. But before you come up, um, maybe we'll have some of the bigger, older children sit on the front bench and then the younger ones sit on the floor in front. Try to avoid these benches so I can focus on you here in the middle. So all of you children that were singing this morning, I invite you to come back up for a story. <clears throat> all right, so we can listen to the rustling wind all through the sermon service now. Um, but thank you, children, for coming up. And remember that lesson that uh, there is a treasure out there for you, and it is the gift of salvation. So I, I titled this, Be Like the Children, and I'll get more into that. I do have a few verses that I would like to quickly read, and then I want to see if one of you children know um, what the common theme is in these verses. So the first verse that I have is 2 Timothy it's in 2 Timothy, verses 23 and 24. It says, Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil. Another verse that I have is, Do all things without grumbling or disputing. In Proverbs it says, Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. And the last verse I have here is in 2 Timothy, verse 2. Sorry, chapter 2, verse 16. It says, but avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead into more and more ungodliness. Does anybody know, any of you children know what those verses have in common? Or maybe even youth class, or what did those verses kind of touch on? Any thoughts? So the, the point that I was trying to pull out of them is they were talking about um, gossip and quarreling and, and unnecessary talk. Uh, which I'm sure that none of you children struggle with. My children don't uh, struggle with that when they're sleeping. Um, one example that I have is when it's supper time, usually Miss Allie says, I get to sit by Emma. And then Allie says, no, you sat by her for lunch. And there's a whole little argument there about who gets to sit by Emma. It used to be I get to sit by Daddy, but now I am no longer the favorite. And uh, they argue with who gets to sit with Emma. Um, so mom and dad have to step in and, and say whose turn it is. Um, did you guys know that there's a story in the Bible about the disciples arguing? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a little story about the disciples arguing. So Jesus' friends, who were the disciples, they were arguing, and they wanted to know who the most important helper was in God's kingdom. And so they were arguing amongst themselves, and, and James said, I am the most important. I caught 63 fish last night. And Peter said, no, you're not. I caught 62, but one of mine was the biggest. And, and Matthew said, no, 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 I'm the best because I bring in the most money for Jesus and we can do things like that. And they kept going back and forth, no, I'm the best. No, no, I'm the best. No, I'm the best because of this. So there, this silliness went on and their, their arguing went on for a while and, and they were just trying to figure out you know, who was the best. 
um, until, you know, Jesus stepped in and reminded them. So, see, they had forgotten something, and it's something that God had been teaching his people all throughout the years, that no matter how clever you are or how good you are or how rich you are or how nice you are or how important you look or how nice your house is or how fancy your car is, it doesn't make any difference to God um, because God's love is a gift. And the nice thing about gifts is that they're free. And all you have to do is reach out and take it. So while the disciples were arguing, some people um, who knew all about getting gifts and loved getting gifts had come to see Jesus. And who do you think those people were? Any of you children know? Who came to see Jesus? Seth, do you know? Carson, do you know who came to see Jesus? The disciples were arguing about who was the best and who would come to see Jesus. Any adult want to pitch in here? Little children. So these little children came to see Jesus and the disciples, um, they were like, oh no, you guys need to get away. Jesus is busy. He doesn't have time for you. You're too little. You're not important. And um, they tried to shoo these little children away, but they were wrong. Jesus always has time for little children. And he said, don't ever send them away. Bring the little ones to me. And so these little children who could have been dirty, they might have been barefoot, they might have been hungry, they probably weren't wearing their Sunday best, and they probably may not have had the best manners. Um, they ran to Jesus. They didn't even get in a line and wait patiently. They ran to Jesus, and Jesus picked them up. He gave them a hug. He sat them on his lap. He told them stories and listened to their stories. And he let the children in on his conversations, and he didn't shoo the children away. Um, Jesus was, was a friend of the children, and he told his disciples that you know, no matter um, yeah, how, how big you are, how grown up you are, you need to be like these little children, and you need to come to Jesus just as you are. They are the most important in my kingdom. That's what Jesus said. So even though, you know, there was some arguing in this story and quarreling and disagreeing, that's not the point of the story. The point is, is to be like the children. Um, rituals and, and dress and actions and deeds, they're not, they're not as that, I mean, there is importance to them, but the point is be like the children. It doesn't matter what you look like, what you're doing. Just be like the children and, and go to Jesus. So sometimes, you know, when, when my children do something wrong, they're afraid to come to mom and dad because they're, they think that mom and dad won't love them or that um, they'll be, you know, punished beyond imagination. And they're scared to come to us. And that's, that's not the truth. Um, us as parents, we, we want our children to come to us when they've done something wrong. And we can't wait to forgive them and give them a hug and tell them we love them. And yet, this is more for us adults here, is that how we act to God? You know, we do something and we are so ashamed to go to him. Not always, we can be. We're ashamed to go to Christ, we're ashamed to make it right, and we're afraid of what could happen. But God is right there wanting to forgive us. Um, <clears throat> I have another little story that I want to tell you children. Did you guys know there's a story in the Bible about a boy who wanted to run away from home? Have any of you what children wanted to run away from home? No hands? That's good. Um, so there's a, there's a story in the Bible about a boy who, who was just done living at home. He said, Dad, this is boring. 
I don't like living here anymore. I don't want to work anymore. I'm tired of being here. You guys are no fun. I want you to give me the money that I deserve, and I'm going to leave. And his dad didn't really want him to leave, but he understood maybe this child was, you know, 18 and had the right to do this, so the dad gave his son his money, and his son went off, and he went to, you know, a faraway land, and he spent his time partying and having a good time and going to all the cool things and buying all the fancy things and, you know, hanging out with cool friends. But then pretty soon he started running out of money. And then when he ran out of money, his friends didn't think he was cool anymore and he couldn't stay in the cool part of town. And, and then he was getting hungry and he didn't know what to do. He didn't have any money. He didn't have a job. So he started working for a farmer because he needed something to do, a way to make money. And he was feeding these pigs. And at one point he got so hungry that he started to eat the food that the pigs ate and that was just horrible for him. And when he got to that point, he thought, man, I just want to go back home to my dad and I will fall on my knees and I will beg and beg and just see if he'll take me back to work for him as a servant. Because even the servants of my dad have a better life than me. And so I'm going to read a couple verses in Luke, if anybody cares to turn to it. Luke chapter 15. I'm going to read a little bit about this story that I've been telling you from the Bible. <clears throat> I'm going to start in verse 11. I'm not going to read all of the prodigal here, the parable son, but Luke chapter 15, verse 11. And he said, There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all that he had, and he took a journey into a far country, and there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself, and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm in verse 19. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. I'm going to stop there. So this son, he, he was tired of living at home, so his dad gave him some money, and he went out and spent all of it, and he was, then he, he no longer had a nice life, and he didn't have any money or a job or a house. And so he went home, and he was afraid of his dad. But this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible, and I love the part where he's going home. And he's, you know, maybe he's coming around the corner, and he's got to go up the long lane to his house, and he's just dreading what his dad's going to do to him. And what does the Bible say? Does anybody want to repeat what, what the Bible says there in the last verse that I read? Norman. It said, and when he was still a, a, yet a far way off, his father was looking for him. His father missed him. His father loved him. And his father was waiting for him to come back. And he ran and kissed him and gave him a hug and was overjoyed that he came back. And that is how it is for me in my walk with the Lord and hopefully in your walk with the Lord. You know, we can, we can do whatever we want to do and it doesn't make it right. But sometimes we are scared to turn to Christ and we're afraid of God. And that is not what it should be like. This story proves that God is right there watching for us and he wants us to just turn around and say, God, I'm sorry, here I am. And God will welcome us back and forgive us a thousand times over. 
And so parents, what, what do we portray to our children? Do they see us as a father like this or are they, are they afraid of us? Um, that's a challenge to myself and hopefully to, you know, to other parents and, and, and elders. Um, be, be the loving person that God is and be open and, and willing to um, be there and, and hug and welcome and forgive. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, parents, when our children need us, how do they come to us and what does that say about us? That's a challenge to myself. So just go to Jesus like an innocent child and children, um, like these stories have shown, you guys are important and us as parents, we want you guys to come to us, however you are, whatever you're doing, whatever you're struggling with, just come to us. We love you and we want to um, comfort you and, and, and be your friend. And that is how God is to us as, as, um, as his children. Go to Jesus like the little children. And it, it's nice to be presentable and respectful and cleaned up and come to church, and, you know, and that's great, that's important. But it, we don't have to do this to go to Jesus, you know. Um, Norman, you could be set in rafters in 10 degree weather wearing your tipple cop and you don't even have to take that off to pray. I mean, you just say, God, I need your help and it's been a rough day and help me get this done. And, and you know, Eldon, you could be greasy underneath the car. Just go to Jesus. It doesn't matter what you look like. And um, Dwight, you could be knee deep and who knows what, cleaning out something. Just go to Jesus and, and there's all kinds of illustrations. You know, Miss Sarah, you could be having a rough day in your classroom and, and it's crazy. and Sure, you'd want peace and quiet. Let's go outside and just have some time alone. But just go to Jesus in that moment. And, and I could make an illustration for all of you. It does not matter what you're doing. Children, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're, if you're outside playing and your friends are doing something that's, you know, they're better at it than you and you're feeling upset and you're not fitting in, just take it to Jesus and say, God, you know, help me out in this situation. They're, they're having a lot of fun and they're good at what they're doing and I'm not. Help me to be okay with that. So it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing, just go to Jesus. So, you know, parents, God wants us just as we are, run to him. Um, children, trust your parents, they love you, and they want what's best for you. I know that doesn't always make sense or seem logical, but it's the truth. So be like the children, um, and never forget that God cares for you no matter what you do. So why don't we have a word of prayer? <clears throat> God, we thank you for today. Thank you that we can, we can dress up and clean up and come to church and, and, and learn more about you. But God, we know that it's not about that. We can go to you in any situation that we're in, uh, wherever we are, whatever we're doing. We don't have to be cleaned up and presentable. You want us just the way that we are. And God, we heard a couple of different illustrations here. Help us to be like the children. Uh, we need something, we run to you. God, I pray that us as parents and as elders and as uh, people of influence, God, I pray that children could see you in us and that they would trust us and run to us with anything. Help us to be that person for them. God, I pray that as we go throughout our week, that we could just be reminded to be like the children and not be ashamed to run to you for anything that we need. We pray this in your name. Amen.